We are back. We are so back. Alan, it feels good to be back. It's been a while. A little uh, summer vacation. As the cool kids say today, it's been a minute. Do they say that? Um, I say that, so yes. Yes, yes. they do. Yes. Um, Alan, let's share, let's share about our personal lives because, you know, that's what people come to the Sock and Chop pod for. Information about the hosts. For Alan, sure. what have you been up to? Um, wow. What a summer it's been. Um, so is it cool if I focus on one thing? Cause, yeah. Course. Um, with all the Fortnite and stuff, and it's, it's confusing. So, um, I, I think I, I'm uh, the, the biggest thing that I did for myself in my eyes. I was in Las Vegas for Pro Scout School. Um, it was a conference for people trying to break into the NBA, um, and it was awesome. I met a lot of uh, coaches, agents, scouts. Um, I was having a conversation with one guy. He's like, one second, I'm getting a text from Luke Walton. Got to answer that. <laughs> I'm like, yup. Um, I'm like, you should have said me too. Me too. I'm like, no, I, I was hilarious. If I may say, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> one sec. I got my mom calling. I'm like, I got to take some, take this. Deal. <laughs> um, and so uh, it was really cool. And what I specifically is, a uh, pretty good idea I want to shoot for, and I, I haven't told you this, um, shoot for working as like a salary cap analyst at a team. Mm-hmm. Um, cap- a capologist. Capologist, yes. So I found myself a tutor. Um, I'm being mentored by Jeff Siegel of earlybirdrights.com, who has been nothing but amazing, and it's looking like we'll be having him on as a guest. Um, Very nice. In the near future, and he is brilliant um and so if i start sprinkling sprinkling in a little a little more numbers in here um i think we know i'm not gonna overdo it not gonna force it maybe we'll have an alan show off for a minute of of the pod Ooh, yeah should we do that so our listeners are more informed uh what an alan go for like a the alan's minute of course i mean that's pretty much like the show is just me and you switching off minutes Whoa. I know. Oh, Daniel, I'll speak yeah. of personal lives. I saw your girlfriend today. Really? Yeah. Where? I was waiting to tell you until we got in the pod. Um Perfect. she was she was at Turp Row. I was outside oh, on the phone. Very nice. I didn't say hi. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell her you meant to. Um no, it was a cognizant decision not to. Not because wow. I don't wow. like Danielle. Um, but rather I was on the phone and that makes um, sense. Yeah, I was trying to become a salary cap guru. So yeah, yeah. Um, it takes time. Shout out to uh, Dunkin' Donuts for giving me a great spot to make my phone call yeah. outside. You know, yeah. America runs on Dunkin'. Did you get the invoice from them yet, or the payment? Whatever. No, it no. It was. I had to say that, and it should be coming in soon. Okay, great, awesome. Dan, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been working. You know, I'm. Uh, I'm- Living at home, I'm I'm working. I have an internship. I'm working in data analytics. Uh, you know, trying to gain some skills to uh, achieve achieve my end goal at some point of uh, you know, being able to do sports analytics for either for a team or some other thing. And uh, I've enjoyed that. That's been good. Um, how's it? What 
what some of the things you've been working on or some skills you've been gaining? Uh, j- just, you know, just getting more used to different programming tools and, you know, more more hard skills. What 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 program tools do you lose? Uh, R SQL, if, if you're familiar. Nice. I actually learned Python for a little bit. Oh, Python's good. Summer. Yeah. Um, Daniel. Huge, huge, huge show. Yeah, we we we've been away for a lot of things. Um. So we've got a great interview, but. I kind of want to talk some ball before we get into we, that. How does we that? Gotta, we got to get into a little bit of a recap of what's gone on since we've since we've last potted. Um, then we'll get to our interview, and then we'll close out with a few of our fun segments. Yeah, if, yes. if I may say so, I think they're fun. Great. So, um, I think we need to start with uh, well, let's go chronologically a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll start with the NBA draft, and we'll go to free agency. Okay. And, and I don't want to rush it. At the end of the day, we'll cover what we'll cover. And maybe we'll be talking about this year's offseason and six years from now while we're potting, you know? Exactly. We, there's, there's... Our, our listeners like the death. Exactly. So after this four-hour pod, um, you know, I think we'll have some, still have some things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And we can we can cover that. We can cover that tomorrow. For sure. Um, Daniel, oh, by the way, that I laughed at that like that was funny um i appreciate that yeah and, and also for our listeners daniel and i aren't together um we're together in a pod sense but we're not physically next to one another and and we've had the privilege of being next to each other while potting for a while now so um the chemistry is a little bit off which it won't be but if it is you know why um daniel also i wanted to tell you since i was going to vegas i spent since the uh, since we stopped potting, I've learned a lot more about college basketball. It's very nice um, to make you proud. So, Daniel, draft is your baby. College basketball is your baby. What's what's one of your what was one of the main shocks for you in the draft? Shock. Okay, um, it's been a little bit. So let me see what even happens in the draft. Um, okay. So Zion Williamson was not surprising at number one. We saw that coming. He is a uh, surprising player, but as a player, it's shocking what he can do. But the other, you know. Okay, so a few things. I was surprised about I think everyone's surprised with Cam Johnson going number eleven. I want to use the word shocked. You you want to shocked. We were all shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. I mean, I I was very high on Cam Johnson coming out of college because he, he um Probably the best shooter coming out of college. He's got like a Clay Thompson. Forty-three percent from the field, if I recall correctly. From I think he actually got forty-six percent from three. Wow, I'll look into it. Yeah. Keep doing um, thing. So he he was he just he's a knockdown shooter, a kind of guy who like off the catch, a few dribbles, but like he reminds me of Clay Thompson, just not as an overall player, just in his ability to catch and shoot, and not quite as good as Clay Thompson, but the same kind of the same kind of guy. So I, I hear like, you know, you want more shooting and he's the best shooter in the draft, but I feel that, you know, that he, he, it was still a reach. And I think that was when everyone's like kind of a little bit shocked of that. Um, and my, what's the phrase two cents on the matter. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Daniel, you were correct. 46% um, from three point land. And, and after 
breaking down some film on camp. Also, he has a bad hit, right? I yeah, think he has, he's, uh, 20, he's 23. He's going to be 24 next year, I think, when he starts playing. Um, he's already 24. So, when I want to hear something, that's, that's like um, Giannis's age. Wow. He's a few years older than Devin Booker. Yeah, so... so um, I, I'm, I think... <laughs> I think people overthink it sometimes with, oh, how old is the guy? Like, if he can play, he can play. And he's not – it's not like he's 35. He's 24. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, how is that development curve going to look? For for sure. And also, um, regarding Cam, he's – he's if I'm picking in the lottery, I'm, I know it's not always going to happen, but I'm going to try to look for someone that could be a key, key cornerstone on my team. And, and I, I guess, I guess you're going for the shooting, but I didn't see enough of um, enough of uh, what's it called? Playmaking ability. Didn't see a lot of athletic explosiveness. Um, and, and we, we, on my um, program that I was on, they gave us a really cool uh, situation to try to, decipher uh would you go with cameron johnson or kelvin johnson um who obviously went much later in the first round in my opinion on the matter was cam for a while but the more i thought about it i like the idea of kelvin because mm-hmm. kelvin is more of what i'm looking for in someone he's smaller he's undersized right he's six, six five yeah i think uh six four um daniel but Got me. <laughs> he was, what year were you born, Daniel? 98. Ask what year I was born. You were born in 97, I know. So what year was Calvin Johnson born? I'm guessing 99. Yeah. He's a so, baby. And that dude plays with heart athleticism. And, and that's... And he can shoot it a little bit, too. Right. What, what did he shoot? He also shot low, low 40s, right? I don't know if he got to 40. He, he, he has... He, he's, he's a good shooter. He he's a good he's a very good player. I I think he should have been a first round pick. I I think, I think the guy I was most surprised about in the first round. Not to pivot too far. Oh, he was at, you know he was twenty nine. I'm sorry, Spurs got him. Yeah. By the Spurs way, are... classic Spurs steal. Oh yeah. Classic. Definitely. Um. But the pick right before that, Jordan Poole. The Warriors got Jordan Poole, shooting guard from Michigan. And that was a little bit surprising because like he's good, but he also like I don't I, I feel like like I feel like Kelton Johnson would have made more sense, or even getting a guy like Carson Edwards who was not yet picked at that point. Especially they were losing Quinn Cook. Right. So I, I don't know. I was a little bit surprised by that, but they wanted shooting. Um, the Warriors know what to do with shooting. Jordan Poole could definitely shoot it. Um, he's a good athlete. So like I understand the pick. I was surprised by it at the time. But you know, looking back on it, it makes sense. Uh, and, and what were your thoughts about the fall of Nazir Little? Um, I, I think, I think he's another one of those guys where you're drafting on potential and what you saw late in the season. Early in the season, he struggled, kind of grasping North Carolina's defensive concepts. So, like, he was, you know, um, he wasn't played much. And then later in the year, he started figuring out, and he was like getting doing some hustle plays here and there. He had a you know, he, he has a nose for the ball, gets a lot of rebounds, good defender, you know, good athlete. Um, so I think, like, the Blazers got an, like a very – like, I think it was a very low-risk, high-reward type of pick. Because, like, his floor is, you know, 
serviceable um, bench player where like he'll give you hustle. He can get a, you know, get a bucket here and there. Maybe Jay and Crowder. Something like that. That's like around the, maybe like, you know, a little worse than Jay Crowder. Cause Jay Crowder is like, so is a, is a above average NBA player. All I'm saying is when he was on the Cavs, he wasn't. So it's all right. But I'm saying like Jake, when we think of Jay Crowder, he's better than that. But I think Nasir Whittle, his ceiling is, you know, before the, going into um, his freshman year at Carolina, he was seen as a guy who could be there and we'll pick in the draft. He was projected above Zion. Wow. So, now, that was more of the hype machine because he was a, a late riser. But he's a guy who's a, he's a top, a top high-level athlete. You know, overall, he's a, he has a pretty good jump shot. And, you know, he's just, he, he's, he's, he can be everywhere on the court. So... I think the Blazers got a steal. I I'm, I was surprised he fell. And look at the names that went above him. Like, I'm not like as surprised, but still, he was a projected lottery pick. Right, and then also I want to hear your thoughts on one one team that you were a fan of all college season was Belmont. Um, I thought it was really cool to see Dylan Windler going the first. Yeah, he went to your Cavs. My Cavs. And he he played really well in summer league. He was yeah. Really good. And, I think he's a he's a guy. He's an underrated athlete. Um, he can really shoot the ball. He can really shoot the ball. He can pass. He's a very in college. He averaged like over ten rebounds a game, and he just has he's a guy who has a good feel for the game. He just understands what to do. All the guys on Belmont understand what to do. The leading score, one of the leading scores in summer league was um, his running mate at Belmont, Kevin McLean. Like another guy, like no one really knew what like, was thinking about him, but like, he just, they just know how to play. Was he drafted? No. Interesting. Um, and I think we need to talk about the MVP. I don't want to cut you off. We need to talk about the Summer League MVP. What, one second. We're about to have um, Alan's minute first. Alan, um, give us your minute. Let's wait, go. I'm going to have you set me up beautifully, okay? You ready okay, for this? Uh, what, do you, what do you think about the Cavs getting uh, Kevin Porter Jr. in the first round? I, I like it. You know, he's a... He's the he's he's another guy who's projected top ten, and then you know his college career was up and down. There's some concerns about like his you know how he is off the court. Um, I never really know like I don't really usually buy into all those you know unless like it's really bad. Mm-hmm. If it's just like a get, didn't get along with so and so, you know that that can be uh, something that you grow out of or that's overblown. He he's a guy who's a ridiculous athlete. He's a, you know, he was born to score. And that's a kind of guy who could, you know, it may not work, but if it does work, it could be, you know, he can be a guy who averages over 20 points a game. He has that kind of, he's 6'5", can play the one or the two. And just like, he's a guy who can become a NBA, like, you know, kind of like score from all three levels and just kind of like a guy who can just get it, go in there and get buckets like Lou Williams, something like that. Yeah, I, I love the pick for the Cavs. And now entering Allen's minute. Why is Kevin Porter Jr. different than all other first-round picks? All other? Like, yes. Why is he different than from your draft? or From a financial contract perspective. I'm not really sure. Allen. Oh, nice. Awesome. So, um, the way it works – um, in the NBA is I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with. There's the uh, rookie scale contract that every first round pick um, has to 
uh, sign within. Um, and top of the draft is much more, bottom draft much less. By the way, yeah. fun fact, second-round picks can sign for anything, meaning right. they're not, they're, they're not um, stuck to the it, rookie scale. Yes. It's also not guaranteed. So, Right, but you can make it guaranteed. Of course, of course. Right. Like for our sure. boy Bruno Fernando. Right. So – what makes um, and then within the rookie scale, you have the ability to sign um, up to one hundred and twenty percent of the of the recommended amount for that draft slot, and down to eighty percent uh, uh-huh. in that draft slot. So every other pick in the first round out of the twenty nine were signed to one hundred twenty percent of the possible rookie scale. Kevin Porter Jr. in his first year for the Cavs will be making 80%. Really? Um, yes. And I think after that, pretty sure it bumps up to 120 um, in, in consecutive years. And, and and usually this is something that is discussed before the draft, right? Like, we'll make you a first-round pick. We'll, uh, you can come to the Cavs, we'll be with Beeline. But from a financial perspective, we're going to need to drop you down to the 80%. And that's probably what happened. And, that, and, and do you think they had other guys in mind, you know, maybe a uh, guy like, you know, Carson Edwards maybe, and like Carson Edwards didn't want that. So I would say no um, in regards to Carson Edwards, um, just specifically because of Colin Sexton and um, Darius Garland now. Right, right. Um, But but, um, I would say yeah, but they traded back into the first round. So there must be something about Kevin Porter Jr. Must that they really like it wasn't that they were just looking for a guy to get cheap. They wanted Correct. Kevin Porter cheap. Correct. Well, I think that's a good good choice because he's the kind of guy who, like, if you're thinking of like, okay, what what is like the NBA now? It's pace and space, right? And he's mm-hmm. a guy who can be very good for pace and space in terms of being a push the ball, you know, not necessarily primary ball handler, but a guy who can get out in transition. Yep. And we didn't really get to see him that much at USC because uh, injuries and various other things going on. And, and I don't know that much about Garland. What, what were your thoughts of him going to the Cavs after not many games at Vanderbilt? I mean, he was very good when he started playing, uh, when, when he played before his injury. I, I mean, I, any guy coming off an injury is concerning just because, you know, it is uncertainty there. Uh, he, he's a very talented player. He's really good at shooting off the dribble. I, I think he was compared to Damon Lord. I think Carson Edwards is more like Damon Lord, but that's just that's just me. Right. Um, but in terms of like ability, you know, shifty, shot maker, good passer, good feel for the game. Um, you know, a bit undersized. So like, just, he, he's very he's he's like he's somewhat similar to Colin Sexton. Sexton, I would say, is a slightly better defender. Um, but Garland could shoot much better. Yeah. So I think them playing them together, I think will be fun. Who who really knows how that can go? It it really depends on the rest of. The, I think BYU will get them playing well, and like just based on the rookie class alone, they have they have pieces that can play. They can play. Right. For sure. Um, you want to transition to free agency a little bit? Well, first I think we need to talk about Brandon Clark. Correct. Go for it. So, Brandon Clark, um, another shocking pick was the Wizards picking Rui Hachimura. Um, I was surprised by this because he wasn't the best player on his own team. Brandon Clark was. And Brandon Clark dominated college basketball. 
He was a transfer from San Jose State and went to and uh, sat out a year and then played at Gonzaga last year. And he was a bit of a wild card for them. Like they were really looking to be really good, and no one really knew how good Brandon Clark would be. It turns out really good. Um, incredibly dominant defensively, can score from, you know, he didn't really wasn't a really perimeter shooter in college. Uh, dunked on everyone, grabs a ton of boards, blocks a ton of shots, super athlete. Um, and then he gets to summer league, and all of a sudden he's shooting and making threes. So, and he won summer league MVP. The Grizzlies, without John Morant, um, won the summer league championship. And, you know, he just, every time, like, anyone, like, look, like, everyone just, like, loves Brandon Clark's game. And I don't know how they got him at 21. It doesn't make any sense. But there, there he is. <laughs> and he's going to be a really good player. How do you feel about this statement? Um, Brandon Clark will be a better pro than Rory Hachimura. I, I agree with that. <laughs> so I, I I don't think like I think Rui could be real. I think Rui could be good, but like as a defender, um, Brandon Clark is is far ahead of Rui Hachimura. So and, and also also on offense, like Rui Hachimura, like he has maybe like a slightly better jump shot. That's that's really it. But so so I I spent some time watching some film on Rui uh, yeah. recently, and I just don't really get it. Um, six eight for a power forward. He's not he's not extremely athletic whatsoever. Right. Um, not a lot of explosiveness. Some solid post moves, but um, he's skilled. The, he's very skilled. Very skilled. Very skilled. But in the league, I feel like you need. More than that, you know, and, and our good friend Mike Randall would agree with this. I'm going PJ Washington over Rui. Yeah, like, PJ Washington, you can, he's a good, very good athlete. He's bigger and he is a pure natural jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can really shoot it. Yeah. And, and what I see, and when I imagine the NBA, I'm like, dang, PJ, I, I, I don't even know how you could like, whatever. I, I, I wasn't crazy about the Rui pick. Um, yeah. but, but right before him, Jackson Hayes was picked by the Pelicans. David he, Griffin getting his guy. Yeah, Jackson Hayes. I had my doubts. And then uh, I watched him in the Summer League, and he was hitting threes. He was dunking everything, blocking everything, really active. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm a believer now. <laughs> Do you love Summer League? I love Summer League. Like not just for the prospects, you get to see like all these random guys you haven't seen in a while. Let mm-hmm. me just like look through some guys who played summer league right now. And, and uh, Daniel, I you got to get out to Vegas. You, would I know, love I know, love it. I know, you would love it, dude. I'm just, I'm just like, um standing waiting to get a ticket and like i see chris haynes walking around yeah um it's everyone's there reported for yahoo i walk by this was the crazy one like oh i feel like i saw someone that like i saw like a little bit of an older man and i'm like oh do i go to synagogue with him how do i know him then it hits me that it's the dude that sits next to steve kerr every game ron adams and it's just like I just walked right by him. I went, I talked to Ramon Sessions for a couple minutes. Really? Um, yeah. Um, went up to him. I think I was a little bit too much of a fanboy, um, but <laughs> whatever. Live and learn. Yeah. Um, but 
it was really oh i'm at um i'm at the bellagio losing some money with some friends and of course Dave Fisdale walks by. Like take, take that for data. Whoa. That that's his quote. That's like the best moment in press conference history. Probably, yeah. And I've watched my fair share of press conferences. True. I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, Summer League is a time of great opportunity. You get to, you know, imagine what these guys could be. Or, or for Zion Williamson, you can see what he is for, for right now for nine minutes. By the way, were you there for the earthquake? No, I was not. Oh, you were not there. Okay. No. Yeah, that sounded scary. Yeah. Didn't they keep on playing? No, they stopped the game. Oh, okay. The scoreboard was swaying. So. Oh, that sounds I, like I think good. they made a good call. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why the NBA is great. You know, they really have their priorities in the exactly. right place. If they had kept playing the game, I would have, like, do they care? Right. And NBA cares. See, I just plugged their whole thing. We should NBA go into marketing. Screw analytics. Yeah, forget screw, it. Screw salary cap. We got yeah, forget it all. Bro. We're just so good at reading ads for companies that, and programs that do not sponsor us. Right. But we're willing to take sponsors. We're willing to take sponsors. Yeah. Yes. Right, let's uh let's do a, a little a little pivot, then a reverse pivot. Drop step into into a drop step. Pump in back the other way. Reverse line. Free agency. Nothing happened in free agency. Let's move forward. Nothing and, and nothing at all. It, Everything's cool. the same. It's the NBA cool to see change. for sure. Um, I don't know where to start. Right, we're done. Nothing happened. Okay. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Yeah. No, we're kidding. Okay. I couldn't. I can't go. I felt so. Felt so dishonest there. <laughs> A lot happened. Yeah. Let's just start with this. Christoph Porzingis re-signed with the Mavericks. Whew. Interesting place to start. It is. Um. I had to bring it up. So I think, and, and it's funny that we're talking about this, but you know who thought. The most upsetting moment for me of the offseason was what when Goran Dragic was rumored to go to Dallas, didn't end up going. Yeah, it was like said to like have gone through. It was weird. And not only are there are him and Luca teammates from Slovenia. Yeah, yeah, they played in the. Yeah, just their games work so well off of each other. I think yeah. Goran's one of the most underrated players in the league. And okay, I'm I'm gonna chill out for a sec. Okay. Um, so yeah, Kristaps. Yeah, I think I think we should maybe start. Let's start. Let's start at the top of my list. Kevin Durant and Daniel KD, not KP. Kevin Durant, KD. The kingdom KD has seven. fallen. He has a different number. He's number seven now, and he's in Brooklyn. And, um, and you know, I. I I'm excited to see how it works out. I mean, Katie's not going to play this year, coming off the uh, the Achilles injury. Um, this past year, like I kind of like went back and forth on how I feel about Kyrie. Um, I've always kind of like not been a Kyrie hater, just like I feel like a Kyrie truther. I I think <laughs> he's a much better. He is a probably one of the best aesthetic basketball players in the world, but he 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 could be. We were oh we got into a fight about this once, but um he is one 
Uh, he could be top five most talented players in the world. But, but 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 that's the thing that doesn't really that doesn't that doesn't necessarily get you anywhere if you're not you know doing the right things to, to playing basketball. Right, talent. What what do you mean when you say talent? Like being like dribbling, shooting, like skills. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the same page here. We're on the same okay. page. Okay, got it. Yeah. So like, I I think he's very talented. I, I I don't think he's good for the locker room as the Celtics situation showed. I think the Celtics are going to be much much better this year. I Even agree. Though people, I, I, most people think Kemba is not as good as Kyrie. I actually think like they're much more similar in terms of ability, and people give them credit for. I, th- I just think Kemba is like, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm like skewed a little bit against Kyrie for whatever reason. No, I, I think but you're spot on. I, I think, I think like you like the Cel- that Celtics team last year should have been much better than they were, and you can talk about a, a number of factors. You can you know say like. Chemistry issues were because of Terry Rozier. You can say Jason Tatum didn't took a step backwards after you know, but I think like the main thing, like, I think the main thing that you can point to is Kyrie Irving is, was not a good leader for that team. On paper, they should have won the NBA Finals. Maybe I think I still coming think, off. I, coming I think off, I think the Warriors with KD would still be Daniel coming off of a seven game series against Cleveland without two of your best players. But still, but still, the Warriors are, are fully healthy. Warriors, it's totally, it's totally different. True, true. It's totally different. And Gordon Hayward is not Gordon Hayward anymore. Unfortunately, like he's getting, he's getting back to a, you know that place. I, I just think Kemba's much a much better ringleader right now. He's going to appreciate being there much more. I think than Kyrie did. I don't think he's going to be like constantly like, am I staying? Am I going? I think he's like one of those guys who's like he stuck it out in Charlotte for a long time. Uh-huh. In Charlotte. He didn't have LeBron in Charlotte. He had Jordan in Charlotte, but, you know, not playing. Um, do we have uh, another plug for Allen's minute? Allen, give us another minute. Okay, Daniel, do you know why the Celtics were not able to trade for Anthony Davis during the season? Do inform. Do you know? I might. It depends what you say. <laughs> I don't think you do. Um. So, um, Boston wasn't able to trade um, for Anthony Davis during the season because dun, da, da, dun, there's a rule in the NBA that two players that are on the max rookie extension deals are not allowed to be on the same team. Oh, Wait, so... let me repeat it. Yeah. They're not allowed to be traded. You're not oh, allowed to, be, to, oh, trade to trade for two. You can yeah. have two. You can have just, it. You just just like we have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but right. you is can't. Ma- is the same thing with McCollum and Lillard, or is Lillard beyond that now? Uh, I don't know. There are con- contract okay. situations. In my, yeah, uh, no, Lillard. I think is technically a Lillard. Just I think he just signed another extension, so I don't mm-hmm. know. He's in between the seven to nine years, so I think he's signed the supermax. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's in a supermax. He's getting paid forty nine million a year. Right, which is ridiculous. Right. So, but actually, he he's an exception. You know what the supermax is? Yeah. So, it, like, basically, it's someone. The max contract can only be given to someone that's played ten years plus. Right. Um, and if you're in the seven to nine range, you're able to, um. 
you're able to get bumped up to that 35 level if you hit a couple criteria, which we won't go into. Oh, um, NBA. And don't, don't you have to like be with a team for a certain amount of years? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think the team needs to have uh, your bird rights, which is another conversation right. as well. Yeah. Um, but um, so that's why they couldn't trade him because Kyrie was on that rookie extension from Cleveland. Remember the five-year deal he signed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Davis as well. Right. And also, one more thing, fans. Let's say the Sixers, which probably wouldn't happen, are not able to trade for Jamal Murray because they already have two guys on rookie contract extensions and you can't have three. Right. Okay. Got it. Cool. So you can't, once you have one, you can't trade for another. I don't know if you can. The, it's confusing because Boston traded for both. I don't, I think you can only trade for one. Okay. Got if it. you have one, you, I think you're able to trade for a second one. Okay. Got it. Yes. I mean, I actually, I want to, let's, let's go back to something. We actually missed the first, we, we kind of skipped over something. We skipped over the made the first major trade. The first major trade of what? Like three? Yeah. So three major trades, one of them which had an associated free agent signing. So let's start with the Lakers. So the Lakers traded most of everything. They hmm. traded their entire team besides LeBron and Contavious Caldwell Pope. For, for Anthony Davis. And the Pelicans received Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, and like four picks, right? And the Lakers kept Kuzma. The Lakers kept Kuzma. And gave away most of their future, but that's that's fine because they have LeBron, and LeBron has three years Yes, on the contract. Who knows what he does after that. Basically, I think the Pelicans got more from the Lakers because the Lakers are desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Pelicans set themselves up really nicely. They already have a nice young core just from the draft. And now they have like like two of the top picks from the last few years, few, few drafts and Ball and Ingram. Josh Hart's a good role player. They, they, they're just looking, they're looking like a very solid team that's going to develop all together in the West and, you know, be a force in a few years. David Griffin's just done a beautiful job there. Also bringing in JJ Reddick, Derek Favors. Right. Um, like, they, they they have like the they have the young core and they have the veteran leadership and and they can fly also. Like it's not like JJ Reddick and Derek Favors are washed. Right, for sure. And and also um gaining even more assets from the Jackson Hayes trading back. Um, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, in just a beautiful job. And, and, they, and, um, and the other pick in there was amazing in summer league as well, Akeel Alexander-Walker from Virginia Tech. Nice. So, I'm sure like, he was. <laughs> what do you say? I'm sure he was. I, I don't know much about Akeel no, no, Alexander-Walker. He, he was very good. Yeah, he, he had a very good summer league. I'm so, sure he did. I'm sure yeah. he did. You were there. Uh, so, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the next big move was, it was the the – the team that shares the Staples Center with the Lakers, the Clippers, got brought in Kawhi Leonard um, as a free agent. And at the same time, they traded a lot for Paul George. They traded, I believe, five picks. Two, like, two of them picks, picks swaps. And they also they also gave up Shea Gilgis Alexander and Gallinari. And, Gallinari. and then five picks. Mm-hmm. In return for Paul George, 
So now the Clippers and the Clippers still kept most of their young core and the Thunder are just accumulating as many draft picks as possible. We'll get to them again next. Right. Like, like what are your thoughts on the Clippers for next year? Are they the favorites in your mind? Um, no. Um, I think we've seen with most super teams coming together that you need a year. You need a year. Um, and I'm trying to think who I had. Who who, who did I like in the West? Um, Nuggets, Jazz. I love the Nuggets. I love the Nuggets. Um, but actually, I think are Clippers the favorite? I don't. They all. Oh, they they. I don't know. I mean, if you, if you look at just who they what they were able to do last year without these guys, they they had. They they gave the Warriors a run for their money with Lou Williams, you know. Pat Pat Beverly was a free agent. Did he resign yet? I think he resigned. He resigned. Pat Beverly. Did you see in the Drew League, Montrez started hitting threes? Really? I mean, he he was able to shoot it a little bit last year. Montrez Harrell is a rising star, not rising star, but a rising very good player in the NBA. Yeah, good. I don't think I'm ready to talk about favorites for next year. I think I need a little bit more time to let it all simmer down. Right. Um, but they're, they're definitely a, t- a, a team that's going to contend just based oh on who God. they have as stars. And like a lot of times they, they're in a much better position in my mind than the Lakers. Not as I, I think LeBron, I will take as a, just as a duo, like, you know, with controlling for everything else. I would rather have Davis and LeBron rap more, more than Kawhi and Paul George and, and Daniel. And that's, a, that's not a given. But in my opinion, LeBron's still the best player in the world. Daniel, you got to understand, LeBron's going to come out in a way we haven't seen him come out in a long time. A while, yeah. He he is opportunity-focused, and the championship is there for the taking. He's going to treat treat every game like it's Taco Tuesday. For Taco Tuesday! (laughs) How How did I do? That was pretty good. Taco Tuesday. Brian, there it is. Let me hear you say Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some of the best. Like, every Tuesday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. Pump. Daniel. Um I, I if you ask me right now, I would go with the Lakers over Clippers. Um I think pe- people got a Danny Green signing huge where he shot right. 47% from three last year. Forty-five percent, something, yeah, something crazy. Like that, yeah. Um, bringing in Avery Bradley, rock solid. Yeah. Um, that re-signing Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso, Caruso can play. Quinn Cook, the, the Demarcus the, Cousins, the the reunion of Rondo Cousins and Davis. Yeah. Kuzma, Javale McGee, Rondo. Like, like they, 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 they did a really like they gave up a lot, but they did a really good job of like kind of piecing together a very good roster. I, I, I still like the Clippers supporting cast a little better, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not, um, it's not as far off as it could have been. I, I they, they really did a good job recovering from all, all the pieces they had to give up. We, we got to give credit to Rob Blinka. Yeah. Together, end of the day. And, and uh, now, well, and now they got into Tecumpo. So that's going to be right. getting another all there are going to be three enter the Kumpos next year, two of them on the Bucks and one of them on the Lakers. Which one's the best one? Thanasis, definitely. He's the oldest. So that's how it works. Yeah, or Costas. Alex. Alex is the one still in high school. 
Isn't there a Kostas? There is a Kostas. He's the one on the Lakers. Okay, right. That's awesome. Yeah. And the, the other one's going to be really good, too. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, not as good as Giannis. I think, if I, think I change Giannis, my I last think... name, do I become 611? Yes. Try it. Okay, dope. This will be like a, a podcast experiment that we do. For sure. Uh, Dan, why don't we talk about Utah for a second? We'll talk about, we, we need to talk about Utah, but at the same time, I think we're, we're, forgetting, we're forgetting a major, major league-shifting trade. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Let's do that first, and then we can talk about some other contenders. Okay. Oh. Russell Westbrook is no longer a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now Stephen Curry, always comes back to Steph, is the longest-tenured player on one NBA team, on one team. Which wow. is pretty crazy. So Westbrook is now a Houston Rocket. Chris Paul is now a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Thunder just keep accumulating more and more picks. So I, it looks as if Presti is just basically like, okay, we're, we're, we're done now. But after the Paul George thing, they're not going to run it back. And, you know, he did, he did, he, you know, he didn't like try to like, you know, mess with Westbrook and send him somewhere he didn't want to be. He sent it to a contender. And now we get to watch. James Harden and Russell Westbrook fight for the ball every night. I think it is going to work out so much more than other people think. I think it's going to work out too. I, I, I think it's in the beginning is going to be weird though. It's I, a big adjustment for them. I, I think they, the Rockets will be a much better team next year. I think so too. Great. Nice. Perfect. Both guys can do very good things. They're yes. good at basketball. What do you think about the Thunder being sneaky contenders? Seeking contenders, I think they can make the playoffs. They just don't have the firepower right now. But all I, I'm saying, all I'm saying, is if they want to trade for a star or two, I wonder what that, their that, that's, that, that, that's so. That's I, I don't see them doing that. That'd be antithetical to what they're trying to build. For sure, you're right. I just wanted to use the word antithetical. I don't know what that means. I think you nailed it. Antho- I think I did. Potentially, against. I don't know. Um, I, I think they're they're do what they've been doing is so smart. They're building up a young core. Chris Paul has one more year left on his contract. I think they just you know play this year out, see what happens. No, Chris Paul shoot. has Chris Paul has much more. Are you sure? Yeah, sure he has one. Twenty nine, twenty, twenty, twenty one, and then a player option at forty four million, which he'll for sure pick what up. What the heck were the Rockets doing? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Let me see this. I one more year. The point is, they also are probably going to trade him in December or something. So, also, um, my Miami getting Jimmy Butler, um, right? That's they easy. can they the Heat can match the salaries so easily with um, Johnson and Dragic that almost perfectly matches, yeah. and throw in like a Bam and oh yeah, the, what it's three more years? You're right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I knew you were. <laughs> but, but, all I'm saying is like they have like 10 first round picks in the next four or five years and within those years you're going to have the, one of them is going to be the double draft where high school guys are going to come out at also at the same time so you right. basically have like it's it's like if you had Zion Williamson and Marvin Bagley and DeAndre Aiden and all those guys in the same and RJ Barrett in the same draft is that 22 it's either 2021 20, or 20 it's not it's not it's not um Officially, it's 2021 or 2022. 
is what people are thinking. That's going to be unreal. It's going to be crazy. And, and there's a guy, he's 15. His name's Amoni Bates. Yeah. He's like, people are like, he's ready to play in the NBA now. You know, Amoni Bates. He's like, he's like young KD, basically. People should check him out. He's really good. Um, so there's they're building for you know like they're doing trying to do exactly what they did before in drafting when they drafted KD Westbrook and Harden, building through the draft and they're mm-hmm. they've set themselves up with so many picks where essentially they can set themselves up for whatever pick they want just by pick swap you know trade trade you know moving picks around they they they're in such a good position for the future. I don't see them like trying to win now. If they wanted to win now, they wouldn't have agreed to trade Paul George. How um, what do you think about the uh about them holding on or trading to Stephen Adams? Sorry, what? What do you think they're going to do with Stephen Adams? I don't know. How many years does he have left? You know. Uh yeah, I think one. He's got this year, and then next year. Okay, I mean, they're they're playing the long game right now, like. Like I think, like they're obviously they want to move him. He's one of the more unmovable pieces in the league. So if I were, you know, it's I, I think someone might it's going to end up one. I think they they can probably move him around the trade deadline when people realize they're thinner up front than they want to be. And then you know he becomes a very viable option. Just you know, you know he's very good. He just has a bad contract. So. Yeah, I think it's actually solid value, but it's it's an awful contract based on the situation that Thunder are now in. Right. So it, it, Ooh, I'm gonna go to the trade machine and try to get Chris Paul and Stephen Adams to the Heat. It, it's tough. It's a lot of money. <laughs> and oh, by the way, um, the Heat are restricted by the apron. Do explain. Because they got someone by a signing trade. Let me confirm this. Do you know what the apron is, Daniel? Not really. Alan, give us another minute. Okay. So I had no idea about this until I started my journey. Um, but basically, it's a soft cap in the NBA, correct? Yeah. The cap. Um, Soft cap in the NBA. However, a hard cap kicks in in a couple different scenarios called the apron, which is about four to six million above um, above the where, when the tax kicks in. One of them is definitely. Let me check my notes real quick. Um, okay, apron is only triggered if you do a sign and trade. Okay, or right. you use the non-tax mid-level player exception. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the Heat, because they did the signing trade for Jimmy Butler, are confined to the apron, and they only are a million under already. Right. So they so, need a, they need a perfect match, basically. So yes, they so can't. Check. They it's very tough to match. Daniel, can you Adam. can you take out a calculator real quick? Uh, sure. I use my computer. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. Tell me when you're ready. I'm, I'm ready. 19. 19. Plus. Plus. 15. Yes. Plus 12. 
12, yes. Plus 11. Okay. What do we got? We have 57. Okay, I think we got to do one more. Plus 13. That's going to be 70. Okay. Um, and then, one second, I have to go back to the Thunder. You're trying to see. You're trying, how, how many players? You want five players for Chris Paul? Don't, don't worry about it, okay? okay? Give me a sec. Plus 38 plus 22. 63. I overshot it. So take out one of those contracts. They can do it. Then the day. I guess they can do it. Yeah. It's just, is that what the Heat want to do? When they do, if you do that, you lock yourself up in a big way. True. In a big, big way. And I don't think they're going to do that. I think their organization is very smart. Chris Paul is not the player he used to be. He's still very good, especially when Harden's not there. I think I think he's gonna have a good year this year. I, I think the Thunder like could be a dark, like, could be a team that makes the playoffs. I just don't think they have the firepower necessary to do much more than that. And also, it's, I think it's very possible they that they, they, they trade Chris Paul when 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 you know a team is like we want Chris Paul because he's really good, and then they just give the keys to Shea and let him develop. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that's gonna be huge having Shea learn under Chris Paul every day. Right. That's going to be awesome. Right. Uh, um, so I'm running out of steam on this end, but why don't we – oh. We have an interview, dude. We have an amazing interview. Yeah, we got, We went 50 minutes as our intro because the NBA. Wow. Uh, the NBA where really long podcast intros happen. <laughs> and we care. Um, Daniel, care. so I'm going to uh, – hand it off to the interview now. Let's go to the interview. Alan, take it away with the introduction. Go. Now we want to welcome to the pod Maxwell Goldstein, uh, one of the top agents and co-founders at GWK Sports, a new, rising, awesome sports management um, firm that is signing guys in basketball, baseball, football yet, Max? No, right right now we're sticking to basketball. Okay, basketball. And most importantly, Max is a dear friend of mine. We went to high school with each other, and it is an honor to have him on the pod. Welcome, Max. Thank you for having me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the um, the journey that GWK Sports has been on? Um, it's, uh, it's a grind. You know, I joined last August, and... Uh, originally I was going to be part of the baseball operations, but, uh, you know, we did some talking and I made some decisions and I decided to go on the path of being a basketball agent. Um, so I started studying the game and the information I needed in order to be, uh, the best agent I could. And I'm currently a certified FIBA agent. I took the, the test in May. And uh, and I plan on taking the MBA agent test in January. Well, what what goes into like preparing for that test, and like what kind of questions do you see? If you're allowed to talk about that, yeah, yeah. Um, so everything's online. Uh, anybody can can look at what's uh, what what's available to study. But it's basically a packet of a uh, hundred or so pages of information, and you if you study that 
you know, pretty, pretty cold, uh, you're, you're going to do well on the test and become certified. So, uh, it took me a good four or five months to study for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Know it pretty well. Yeah. But yeah. And it's not, it, not too bad for those of you that know Max understand how difficult it is. It is for him to study for four or five months for something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Max and I actually had a great experience together in Las Vegas um, a couple of weeks back where I was out there for something called Pro Scout School, where if you're trying to become an NBA scout or go into the basketball world, um, you hit up that program. Awesome program. Couldn't endorse it enough. And Max was there to network with, with one of his partners to network and meet people for um, – for to try to build relationships and new clients and max how, how was that networking experience for you did you meet some cool people gain any clients new relationships how was that oh uh, it was really it was really good uh it was a fun experience to go on um i highly recommend if you're if you're an nba fan the summer league is a fantastic experience uh you'll be surrounded by some of the most important people in the league and you know some of the best upcoming players it's it's a fun thing to be around um but yeah it was a great network opportunity i spoke with a lot of uh uh very uh, uh highly experienced agents and gms and and uh just uh people people around the league staff members it, it was a good experience um, do you get a chance to like watch any of the games? And if so, who impressed you a lot, like of the you know, rookies who played? Um, yeah, I got to watch a lot of the games. Um, a lot or too, too many? <laughs> too, too, too many. I was there all week, so um, it, it was it was fun though. Uh, the two two players that really stood out to me were um, Carson Edwards and Tyler Harrow. Mm-hmm. They they really took over took over the league and. Uh, and they're gonna be. I, I believe they're gonna be really good NBA players. Yeah, I, I, um, I had the privilege as well to watch Tyler Hero up close and personal, and literally like I was watching a high school game, and he. I don't think people understand how fundamentally sound he actually is. Like this is a guy that was just playing the game the right way consistently. And, and Daniel, I'm sure you, you have a lot to say about Tyler and Carson. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was watching from a more of a distance from TV. Um, <laughs> hope, hope to get out to Vegas someday. But uh, yeah, I mean, since like college, I, I always thought Carson Edwards reminded me a lot of da- always reminded me of Damian Lillard in terms of just shot making ability off the dribble ability to like, explode at the rim. Um, just the, the kind of athlete, a little bit undersized, very similar build. Um, so Carson Edwards is a guy that I, I didn't understand why. I thought he was always very underrated as a pro prospect. Um, so this kind of, it kind of makes a lot of sense what's happening, you know, um, in his dominance in summer week. And, and this is something that Max and I have talked about before, how, how all of these stud point guards that might be a little undersized in college they always come out or always pick late always do well Jalen Brunson TJ McConnell um and, and and that that type of brand max when you're trying to get um a client on board do you pitch to him like a vision of of what you think he can be one day and also why don't you talk a little bit about how you try to find the right team for him 
Okay, so um, I mean, these guys are pretty confident in themselves uh, when they ask uh, agencies that if they want to represent them. These guys know that they can be professional basketball players, so a lot of them have all the confidence in the world. Um, and the way that you know we find a team for them is once we like obtain all their information, resume, film, highlight tapes, all that. Um, we we send them out to uh, coaches overseas hundreds and hundreds of emails being sent and uh, LinkedIn connections send through Instagram, Twitter, any, any way we can find a coach overseas. That's the way that we get the information of the players out to them. I, I feel like trying to break into the sports agent industry is the definition of a grind. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very competitive because uh, when when people hear uh, professional basketball agent, they usually think of NBA. And if you're one of those agents, you've already, you know, main, maintained, uh, uh, established a spot in in that kind of hierarchy of of people who who run the NBA. But when you have uh, t- teams all over the world, there are so many agents and so much competition that you have to run through. Mm-hmm. And what do you look for when, when someone comes to you in, in a client to represent? Do you, you know, look for guys who may have been like, you know, under, you know, un- overlooked in college and, you know, have like that chance, that upside to make it to the next level? Or are you looking, you know, what, what, what's your ideal client? No, I mean, my, we, we look, um, because we're starting from the bottom up right now, we're looking at like low D1, high D2 guys mm-hmm. that have a lot of talent but may have been overlooked. Right. And, uh, you know, basketball just keeps getting more competitive every single year. So these guys are getting better coming out of high school, going into college. And a lot of the guys, the lower D1, high D2, have tons of talent that can play overseas that were overlooked because they don't play in a conference like the Big Ten or the SEC, mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's the way we go about it. We, You know, you can shoot for the stars, but are you going to make any progress doing that? Or are you going to? get down to work and look for the guys that no one else looked for. Right. Exactly. And uh, two things, Max, first of all, that was a great pun shoot for the stars. Um, (laughs) Second of all, um, in, in one thing that, that you are so good at, and I was watching you guys in action is, is some of the lower and D one high D two type of guys. They're not getting that love. You know, they're not getting that love from the top agents. And, and that's when I think I think there's just a great opportunity for you um, to continue to capitalize and grow in that area. What, what's the goal? What's the dream for GWK Sports? Uh, we want to be one of the best agencies in, in basketball and hopefully one day sport. I mean, I don't know. So, uh, I mean, the dream right now is to successfully draft a, a player from from an agency that we brought up um mm-hmm. and and then from there you never know so max when someone's signing with gwk sports management what are they getting um they're getting a bunch of guys that work their asses off to make your next step in the in your career as as successful as it can be so uh, you're getting a 24-hour sir, 24/7 service. Uh, we'll answer the phone anytime. Anytime you have a problem, it could be overseas, and your washing machine could be broken. 
and we'll get somebody to take care of that. Like that's kind of that's kind of the uh, the guys that we are. Uh, we care a lot for our clients because you know they're they're making our brand too. So we have to take care of them as as much as they're taking care of us. So it it's easy to talk, right? We know in this world it's easy to talk, harder to walk the walk. I got right. a story for our listeners, okay, about mm-hmm. why Max and his crew are are so good. So I had the privilege with air quotes around it um, to have Max and um, one of his partners, Josh stay in my hotel when we were in Vegas with each other. And he's like, yo, Alan, by the way, there might be an alarm going off at 5. AM. I'm like, no, he's like, yeah, like 5. AM wake up that Max had a, well, you had a phone call with someone overseas, right? Yeah. I was working on a passport issue with one of our clients. Yeah, so that that's the type of service that you are getting with GWK, and and it, it's something that we we can all attest to. Daniel, you got one more question for our friend Max? Uh, yeah, I mean, just is are, are there any guys you can like you've been looking at who you can you can share, or is that kind of that's kind of you know that's confidential? Um, right yeah, I mean, like we have four clients. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a guy named Daniel Robinson, Hakeem Simon. Uh, um, there we go. We got Mark Hughes, <laughs> uh, and Terrence Smith. There's so many names that we, you know, we're we're going about looking at and and trying to trying to land teams on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, just if you if you follow us on Instagram, uh, GWK Sport. I mean, we update very very usually uh stories and and posts on what our guys are doing overseas uh we have a daniel robinson our guys playing in china right now so we're keeping our our followers up to date on that we have a guy playing in australia hakeem uh he's finishing up his season over there uh terrell groves is we're working on a contract with him uh overseas and you know we're keeping everyone updated on that as well so and and we'll we'll make sure to um, post the links and and everything like that. How to connect with GWK and Max? Mm-hmm. Before we let you go, who do you think is going to win the AL Central? Triver Twins. Oh, bro, it's it's definitely the Cleveland Indians. I mean, look, the the Twins have a really really tough series with the Yankees this week, and the Indians are playing the Blue Jays. So this can very easily be a three, three swap and we could be tied by next, next week. We got Clevenger on the mound tonight and Oh, Max, you know, um, Daniel's a uh, Yankees fan. So. Oh yeah. Oh things yeah. Are going well. Yeah. Things are going well. Ho- hopefully not in October though. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, Max. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming appreciate on. It. Happy birthday, bro. Happy oh, birthday. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank of course. You. See you, man. Bye-bye. Yeah. Wow. That was a good one. That was great. Yeah. Thank you to Max for coming on. And, uh, make sure to check out all the links we provide and check out GWKSportsSportManagement.com uh, for more information. Also, you know how to reach us. Yeah. We got, and, and Daniel, you, you nailed it. Like, we know a lot of our listeners fit that mold. You know, guys looking – to enter professional careers, not necessarily well, the league, but yeah. but yeah, and a lot of a lot of a lot of our listeners really just you know 
either want to go pro in, in sports or something other than sports. And, you know, most people want jobs. Stay in school, kids. Stay in school. Yeah. And uh, that was a really good interview. And it actually it reminded me of uh, an episode of The Office. Oh, oh we're, we're with the Staples. With the what? With Staples. In, in... Yeah, yeah. So basically. Oh, yep. You're reading my mind, man. I know. Crazy. Ba- basically. Uh... Wait, very important fun fact. Yeah. You know, Nasir Little plays the piano. Okay, go back. What I did not know said? that. I ain't either. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, Grant Williams plays the guitar. Nice. Yeah. Wow. This was not planned. I think this is just happening. This is just pure podcast magic. Wow. But yeah, it reminded me of the office. Basically, he they you know they 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 have DWK as good you know good customer you know or client resources. Where similarly, Dwight in the office was like trying to show the advantages of Dunder Mifflin Paper Company over Staples or another like big paper like supply store um and they did it he did it by calling you know calling their customer service and dunder mifflin picked up right away and staples put them on hold and then they got the sale so it's the same thing gwk won't put you on hold love that that should be their motto we just gave them a motto won't put you on hold ever 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 but then if they have to like for some reason they can run into problems so right so maybe not daniel yeah. I'm exhausted. We've been potting hard. Not Pod- partying, potting. Yeah, we've been, we've been, been do, a party. We've been due. Due for a pod. So now, you know, got to go. Went a little long, but I feel that for, for our, you know, for our biggest fans, and for not so not as big fans, you know, I think they'll, they, they'll have missed our voice enough, our voices enough to uh, to listen to the whole thing. I like if our made it this far, If you've made it this far, you know, congratulations. And and also, we're, we're, we'll, we'll be back regularly from here yeah. on out. Our summer vacation's over. It's grind season. All business. Yeah. Daniel got no, a hot no more, no, no more jokes. Just salary talk and just, you know, just pure stats. Have you enjoyed not... Have you enjoyed the salary talk tonight? Oh, so much. I'm just saying, we're not going to joke anymore. Just business. All business. All business. No fun. No fun. Can't okay. spell Allen okay. without our, no fun. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into our hot take. I want ice cream. Yeah, go ahead. It's hot. Hot take. Yeah. Okay. My hot take. I think it needs to be basketball because we haven't talked about anything other than basketball for good reason. Because it's because it's you know it's always it's always NBA season even in the off season, and we 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 missed a lot of big news. My hot take. Is that Steph Curry will win the MVP this year? You're right. That is scorching hot. Why is it scorching hot? I, I thought that wasn't hot enough. Um, you know cause... the amount of, Do you know the number of shots he's going to take this year? Ah, D'Angelo Russell. Good luck. Okay, but no, but like, he's still the guy. D'Angelo Russell just, Russell just takes a little bit of defense away from him. Right. The big thing was that is that KD is not there. And Clay. Well, Clay's gonna be out for a while, but like, still, none of those guys are like they don't control the ball. Russell does control the ball. I don't but think the team performance is gonna be there for the Warriors. The team performance, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily gonna matter if he gets them. To, if, if they get to fifty wins, which I think they will, 
I think he can get it. Oh, they definitely will. They're going to be dope. I think they're going to be. Like, I, I think people are they're criminally underrated right now. And I'm not just saying that because I'm like I'm a Steph guy. I think this is like if you just look at like who they have, like they're still a good team. Like people are acting like they have no one left, and they still they have like one of the best point guards of all time in his prime. Yeah, I are we is, and they also have Steph Curry. Shout out to D'Angelo Russell. Shout out to D'Lo. Um, you have a hot take. You have a you have yeah. A uh, Jazz win the West. Done. Cat, cat, Jazz win the West. Yes. Want to break that down a little or? I'm tired. But yes, I'll push through for the boys. Um, so um Mike Conley trade huge. Did they get Bogdanovich? Yes. That's why, simply. He's the man. Um yeah. oh MVP. Quick MVP. um quick Allen's minute to wrap it up. Um nah, I'm too tired. Um right. so I'll be back next week with more energy. This was awesome. Yep. Max, Daniel, great pod. We'll be back. We are out.